Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 30. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Chapter 27, chapter 28, chapter 29, we've journeyed through gathering the materials. Remember, were you with us for the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant? We talked about the mercy seat, the lid on the mercy seat, the table of showbread, the menorah, the lampstand. We've talked about the different coverings that were over the tabernacle. We talked about the gold pieces. We talked about the veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the holy place. We've discussed the altar, the brass altar. We've talked about the priestly garments, the high priestly garments, the ephod, the breastplate, the urim and the thummim. We talked about the mitre, and that's a headband, like a turban. And on the turban is a gold plate. Anyone know what the turban, what the gold plate said on the turban? Holiness to the Lord. Very good. And then we talked about the robe of the high priest. And remember, around the bottom of the robe were bells and pomegranates, bells and pomegranates all the way around. We talked about the tunic, all these high priestly pieces of their garments. And once the high priestly garments were set and in place, they were to be anointed, consecrated, and sanctified. I don't know about you, but I've learned more about the high priestly garments in the tabernacle than I ever thought I'd ever know. Or ever wanted to know. Amen. (laughs) But it's good to know. And and so tonight, if uh, we come to what you might want to kind of title this section, this chapter, the worship chapter, if you will, in our description of the tabernacle, we come to the worship chapter, if you will. And uh, if you've been with us, you know that we've been seeing things that um, even the children of Israel, give me your attention, I'm thinking of this today, we've been seeing things that even the children of Israel didn't see as they looked at the tabernacle. Because as we've been looking at the tabernacle, we've been looking at all of the offerings and, and, and all of these things that are connecting with Jesus and the ultimate sacrifice. And we've looked at Aaron's high priestly garments and his special clothes And we've seen that connection as we are kings and priests unto God. First Peter chapter two, verse nine tells us, but you are a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are as well priest unto God. And we've been seeing things and learning things that even Israel didn't understand. So tonight we come to the altar and worship. Let's jump right in 
Exodus chapter 30, and we're going to take it in big chunks and see how much we get done tonight. Exodus chapter 30, we pick up in verse 1. If you're looking at it, say amen. amen. Uh, some of y'all ain't looking. Exodus 30 and verse 1, if you're looking at it, say amen. amen. And you shall make an altar to burn incense on. Underline that. And you shall make it of acacia wood. A cubic shall be its length, a cubic its width. It shall be square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horn shall be of one piece with it. And you shall overlay its top, its sides all around, and its horns with pure gold. And you shall make for it a molding of gold all around. Two gold rings you shall make for it under the molding on both its sides. And you shall place them on its two sides, and they will be holders for the poles with which to bear it. And you shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it before the veil that is before the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with you. Underline that. And Aaron shall burn on it sweet incense every morning when he tends the lamps and he shall burn incense on it. And when Aaron lights the lamps at twilight, he shall burn incense on it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. And you shall not offer strange incense on it or burnt offerings or grain offerings, nor shall you pour drink offerings on it. And Aaron shall make atonement upon its horns once a year with blood of the sin offering of atonement. Once a year he shall make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy to the Lord. Stop right there, saints. Give me your attention. If you've been with us, you know that as we approach the tabernacle, the first thing you would see as you kind of come up to the tabernacle, you'd see this gate. And it's actually a veil. It's a gate. It's 30 feet wide and it's made of many colors. And then as you pass through that gate, you would then see the altar, this brass altar, where you would see priests cutting and slitting the throats of the sacrificial lamb. And behind the brass altar, you would see a brass wash basin. And then behind the brass wash basin, you would then enter into the holy place. And then there's a curtain beyond that called the veil of the temple and beyond it is called the Holy of Holies, or the Ark of the Covenant is there, the Shekinah glory of God is there. So when you get into, are you getting this in your mind's eye? When you get into the holy place, you have the menorah, and you have the table of showbread, if you're listening, say amen. amen. You've got the table of showbread. And then you've got that veil that you're looking at, just before the veil, there is a little table in front of it. This table is the table of incense. This table is one and a half feet by one and a half feet by three foot high. Uh, the table's overlaid with gold. We just read that. There's gold rings on the corner of it. And this table was not to be carried. These gold rings are there so that you can take these poles and put it through it and you carry it with the poles. You're not to touch this table. 
This is the table of incense. Now, in the Bible, listen, incense, some of y'all already know this. Incense is a type of what in the Bible? Prayer. Very good. How do you know that, Rodney? Well, in several places, Psalm 141 verse 2 reads, Let my prayer be set before you like incense, and may the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. If you fast forward to Psalm, pardon me, Revelation chapter 5, verse 7 and 8, it says, And he came and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of what saints? Incense, which are the what? Prayers of the saints. Revelation chapter 8 verse 3. Another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden censer and much Incense was given to him so that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, which was before the throne. Listen, saints, burning incense on the altar is a picture of the sweet prayers of God's people going up before God every day. And Aaron, listen, as he went into the temple to do his high priestly duties, as he changed the oil in the menorah, one of his responsibilities was also to check the altar of incense to be sure that the smoke was rising continually. Now, there's something that we have to point out here that I thought of today and I thought probably worthy to point out. You want to take notice that the altar of incense was the place where only the priest could worship. The altar of incense was the place where only the priest could worship. You know, I think of the story. It's in Second Chronicles, the story of King Uzziah. You guys remember King Uzziah? Wave at me if you do. Good. That's 10 of y'all. Okay, good. All right. King Uzziah, he was 16 years old when he became king. He was an awesome administrator, the Bible says. He was a warrior, an inventor. He was a strategist. King Uzziah, the Bible says, one day he decided to come up with a good idea, and he went into the temple to burn incense on the altar. Eighty priests showed up and said, King Uzziah, what are you doing? Get out of here. That's in the Hebrew. <laughs> Get out of here. What are you doing? You're offering incense on the altar and you're a king. You see, as a king, he thought he could do whatever he wanted to do, but he couldn't. So they actually literally kicked him out. He started arguing back and forth with them. And mid-sentence, the Bible says, God smote him with leprosy on the forehead. Very interesting that the problem was that he was a king offering incense or doing a priestly duty. He was not a priest. By the way, this is the same King Uzziah that Isaiah talked about in Isaiah chapter 6 when he said that he saw the Lord high and lifted up in the year that what? King Uzziah died. The same King Uzziah. So listen, priests, only priests could offer sacrifice. Only priests could burn incense, which represent prayer. 
And even today, are you listening? Only priests can pray to God. What do you mean, Rodney? Sounds like heresy to me. Listen, only priests can pray to God. I gave you the answer in my opening comments. Remember, if you are born again believer, you are a priest unto God. Are you with me? Say amen if you're with me. That's all right. I'll wait. That's all right. Now, here's the other thing. Because, you know, I was watching, you, know, you watch these award shows. And I, I never cease to be amazed at these guys. They get up, they win this award, and they get up and they go, well, first of all, I want to thank God. Some of them are getting awards for ungodly things. Somebody say amen. amen. Some of these rap artists getting 50 cent. I told you, I'll give him a buck if he go away. And they get up and they thank God or people talk about they pray and, you know, people will say, well, you know, we'll just have to make sure that we pray for you and, and our prayers are with you. You got to understand something. Now, here, here's a statement that's probably not going to be too politically correct, but yet true. If you do not know Jesus Christ, there is only one prayer that God will hear from you. Okay, tough crowd. That's all right. That's all right. If you don't know God, God's not hearing your prayers. If you don't know God, the only prayer that God will hear from you is, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. When you cry out to God and you say, God, hear me, I'm a sinner and I repent, God hears you. Immediately, And when you become born again, man, you can talk to God as much as you want. And he never gets tired of listening. But if you don't know God, God's not hearing your prayers. I know that's not politically correct. In our culture, everybody's praying. But what are they praying to? And you could be praying to a head of lettuce might be your God. I don't know. <laughs> well, I pray, so what? Well, Hare Krishna's pray, and everyone prays. Praise to what? Praise to who? So God hears the prayers of his People, God hears the prayers of those who know him. Notice in verse 8 in your Bibles, look at verse 8. Notice it tells us that, that there is to be a perpetual incense before the Lord. Do you see that? In other words, listen, there should be continual praise to God. Continual praise. You know, that reminds me, we were talking about on Sunday, how we're to be praying without ceasing. Praying without ceasing. Notice in verse 11, in chapter 30, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, when you take the census of the children of Israel for their number, then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord. When you number them, that there may be no plague among them when you number them. This is what everyone among those who are numbered shall give. Let me put my glasses on. Oh, there it is. This is what everyone among those who are numbered shall give. Half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 20 geras. The half shekel shall be an offering to the Lord. Everyone included among those who are numbered from 20 years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. The rich shall not give more than the poor. 
and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when you give an offering to the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. And you shall take the atonement money of the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of meeting, that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. Notice, listen, saints, generally God, listen, are you listening? Generally, God didn't like to take a census or numbering the people because it signified ownership. But here, notice, God allows Moses to take account of the people, and the census was to include everyone 20 years or older, which was kind of like the official adulthood age. And so you want to take notice that this was, there's like this flat tax, if you will, of a half a shekel of silver, which is approximately $64 a person. You also want to note that the rich and the poor gave the same amount. Later, when you fast forward to the New Testament, you'll find out that this is called the temple tax. Because in the temple, they didn't pass the plate. They didn't take up several offerings in one service. Amen. That's another sermon. They had a temple tax. You might remember in Matthew chapter 17, the tax collectors were looking for Jesus. You remember if you were with us in Matthew, they were looking for Jesus to uh, have a reason to accuse him. And so they came to Peter and they said, hey, Peter, they said, does your master pay temple tax? Does your master support the operation? Because no self-respecting Jew wouldn't pay temple tax. And Peter said, absolutely, absolutely, he pays temple tax. Well, then Peter went to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, do you pay temple tax? (laughs) And Jesus said, essentially, I love Jesus' answer. Jesus said, my father owns the temple, but I'll go ahead and pay the taxes. Well, Jesus told Peter to go get a coin out of the fish's mouth and pay the taxes. I like that. Jesus would be really good to have around tax season. And he'd be like, Jesus, I got this bill, man. Can you uh, hook me up? (laughs) She's like, go down Jordan Lake and get it out of the fish's mouth. I told Uncle Sam, hey, it's in the fish's mouth. I ain't got it. It's in the mouth of the fish. Now, now, now get this here. Here, let's get this. Silver saints, help me out. Silver is a type of what in the Bible? Redemption. Remember we talked about that? Silver speaks of redemption. So keep in mind now, the rich and the poor were to pay the same amount, which teaches us that redemption of all souls is equal to God. There is no difference. The Bible says all have sinned and must be redeemed by the same price. Now we know from 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18, It says, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the traditions from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Listen, salvation cannot be bought by us, but it was purchased for us by the Lord. You understand? Say amen. So now you also want to notice in your Bibles, you can write this in the margin, Exodus chapter 38 
it tells us that the silver that is collected here in chapter 30 is used for the sockets of silver in the building of the tabernacle. Remember we talked about the sockets of silver that the posts were sitting in? Well, they got that silver by collecting this tax during this census. Look at verse 17. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in verse 17, saying, You shall also make a laver of bronze with this base also of bronze. For washing, and you shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet in the water from it. Don't forget that. And when they go into the tabernacle of meeting, or when they come near the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord, they shall wash with water lest they die. So they shall wash their hands and their feet lest they die. And it shall be a statute forever to them, to him and his descendants throughout their generations. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses in verse 22, saying, Also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of that stuff, According to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make from these a holy anointing. Look at verse 25. You shall make from these a holy anointing oil. An ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting. And anoint the ark of the testimony, anoint the table and all of its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all of its utensils and the laver and its base. And you shall consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be what saints holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, get this, nor shall you make any other like it according to its composition, because it's holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds anything like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off. From his people. Stop right there, saints. Give me your attention. You want to notice what we have here is a description of the anointing oil that was made. Now, get this they were to anoint, according to our text, they were to anoint the tent, the ark of the covenant, the table of showbread, the utensils, the altar of incense. The altar of burnt offerings, a wash basin, they were to put the oil on Aaron and his sons. And then God said, I don't want anyone to copy it. Watch this. Or make an imitation of it. No knockoff oils. <laughs> Are you with me, my people? Say amen. amen. You know, I think, <laughs> well, because I think of Philly. And uh, if you've ever been to Philadelphia, you can walk down the street like 52nd and Market. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 52nd and Market, okay, that's quite a few. And uh, you can get knock off anything you want. Anything you can think of, you can get a knockoff. God says, no, 
No, no, no copies of it. No imitations of it. It's a unique oil not to be imitated. Now, Calvary Chapel people, listen, help me out. Oil is a type of what? The Holy Spirit. And the idea is, listen, the anointing of the Spirit, here's the idea, the anointing of the Spirit is a matter of inspiration and not imitation. Inspiration, not imitation. Don't ever, ever, ever try to imitate the work of the Holy Spirit. You cannot learn to imitate the things of the Spirit. You know, people come to me all the time. There's some great moves of God out there. I do not think the Calvary Chapel is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe Jesus is. Although I will say Calvary Chapel is being used in the area of teaching ministry. That's our place in the body. And other churches and denominations have their place in the body. We have to be careful that we're not becoming separatists and Pharisees. More than 10 people say amen. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.